here's all this fucking shit in your face. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the best movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and we are back yet for another week. And guess what? I'm not by myself this week. Oh, I know you're glad. I know everyone else out there is glad. They're just like, holy shit, I cannot take this guy talking by himself for 45 minutes. He's rambling off and doing weird things, so we just have to leave him be, for Christ's sakes. So I have Matt is back. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, man. It's good to be back. I mean, I... I was been in uh, New Mexico. And, How uh, much uh, meth did you smoke in New Mexico? I didn't smoke any. I ate a fair amount. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, I, I did. Uh, we were in Albuquerque. I went to some uh, some of the filming locations. Um, now, I also went and bought uh, prop meth made by the candy lady. Quote, unquote, who, prop meth. Now, let me ask you this. We actually made it for the show. <laughs> now, um, I, I saw a thing, Vince Gilligan and a couple other people. Apparently, their giant thing now is is throwing a pizza on top of that house. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't go by the house at all. Oh, my gosh. That's what Vince Gilligan was just like, look, you guys, this is not funny. Um, you know, well, you Because can't... old people live there. Don't be dicks yeah, don't to be old dicks. people. It is a little funny, though. It's a little funny, but you shouldn't be assholes to people that fucking live in a house, man. Well, I mean, you know, what's funny is when you were a, bit, a fan of Deadwood and you go to the like town's uh, chamber of commerce and start calling people cocksucker. That's what? funny. <laughs> Throwing pizza on someone's house because of some weird, random fucking scene in the show that you watched <laughs> once uh, is not super awesome. You don't understand, man. That pizza stayed up on that roof for a long fucking time in that show. <laughs> That's some fucking... And they throw a and they it just is well done. It'd be hilarious if they just like like over like literally over the house. People were just like shooting stuffed animals, trying to ring the pool. Oh, that'd be so bitching. It would be awesome. I would say it would be really funny and worthwhile if someone would just go and create the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza cannon to do it with. I would support it then, and I think the old people that live there would be uh, supportive as well, because that's a lot of time and innovation. First of all, let me ask you this. Where the fuck is the Ninja Turtle Van Kickstarter? I would so fucking put money into that. (laughs) In a heartbeat. 
not the well, one that was in return. I don't. They gotta like go on a world. <laughs> yes, they, they gotta go, go on a tour. world tour, and oh, you get to yes. ride around in it. If you absolutely, if you get like, <laughs> yes, we are writing this right now. This is clearly it. Who's ever well, fucking get on this shit? We, all we want is a free ride. Well, you know, you could do that because you're literally just raising the money to buy the van and then make it. Well, I got it. Well, see, that's where I have the problem. <laughs> I got to yeah, just make it on Kickstarter. Somebody will put start putting money and it'll go viral because people like Ninja Turtles. And-, and and hey, man, somebody gave. Did you see that one where the kid made like I forget how many X thousands upon thousands of dollars it was for a uh, like a potato salad cookbook? Uh, it was just for making potato salad. No, yeah, you're right. It was just a it potato salad. It was not salad. even. It wasn't it was even, a cook- even a cook. <laughs> That's it was right. Just, yeah, uh, <laughs> he asked for ten dollars and made. I think after all was said and done, something like thirty-five thousand. Yeah, a, a lot of people backed out at the at the eleventh hour. Yeah. Um. But yeah, something like thirty-five grand for making <laughs> potato salad. That's the, how the internet works. But you know, if you did something like actually make the fucking van. And then just drove that around for a month around the, the U.S. Oh, just charging You'd kids admission to like fucking sit in and take a picture, get somebody to drive. Oh my god, what a fucking gold mine! I could I could support podcasting forever with that. Just 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 show up Ninja the cons, Turtle, man. man. Holy shit, we got a fucking gold mine. Uh, copyright uh, the Film Fine Productions uh, 2013, 2014, <laughs> whatever the goddamn year went twenty fifteen. 2016, TedCruzAmerica.com. Woo. <laughs> Why not? Ted Cruz is going to be driving around. Our fucking, he's going to drive it and he's going to shoot it to Democrats. I'd watch after, that. After next year, it might be all he's capable of doing. Hey, you never know. <laughs> um, no, anyway. But, uh, uh, yeah, dude, we have a fucking amazingly huge show today. Now, normally we do one, maybe two. Uh, no, today we're going above and beyond for you cats. We're going to be reviewing three new release review films for you guys. Uh, so, so much stuff to get into. Uh, now, just before, um, while while Urgent was playing, and by the way, that was for uh, that was a fun little thing. I know it's a goddamn long-ass way to go for a joke that probably no one really got, but I'm, so I'm going to clue you in on that. So we're reviewing Insurgent today, and that's the closest thing I could find. <laughs> no, it's well, kind of lame. But, but, but all of the... Uh, and Foreigner's great. The- all of the films so far have had urgent in them, right? Mm-hmm. Divergent, insurgent. The next one does not. It's allegiant. I know. I really but kept trying to come up with another word that had the urgent in it. So, I feel like they could have gone and made something up. You know, yeah, make up a word Rec- like recurgent, telurgent, detergent. Oh detergent. It's where the the cleansing of the fucking world comes to. I don't know. Perfect. Perfect. God comes down and says, "Look, Chicago, you've been fucking around for too long," and and wipes them all clean. Diver, uh, detergent. Detergent. Thank you, Hollywood. The divergent I'll, series detergent. Send Part my three. send my check. Uh, <laughs> now you know the you know the uh, the person that writes those fucking uh, books or they wrote those books. They're all out. Oh, already. we're gonna get into she, that. She she's twenty six. Oh, we're gonna get yeah exactly. We're gonna get into that uh, because in order to watch this movie, I had to watch the first. Uh, I had to watch uh, Divergent uh, initially. So we're reviewing Insurgent, Divergent. This is gonna be a lot of turgent stuff going on today, folks. I'll tell you that fucking right now. Uh, but uh, so we're gonna be reviewing uh, Insurgent. We're also gonna be reviewing uh, the Gunman, the new movie with uh, Sean Penn, uh, who is more Jack than you could possibly fucking imagine. Oh yeah, dude. Muscles for days. Holy it was like smokes. watching Magic Mike as a solo show. <laughs> well, 
a little less crotch thrusting, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we're going to uh, wrap everything up here with a review that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. I didn't. Uh, and it's going to be it's it's a movie from New Zealand called uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, it is a vampire comedy film, and if you didn't know that you needed one of those in your life right now, you'd be wrong. So we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, but before we do that, we need to get in, and before we even get to what you've been watching, we got to get into this because this is bitching. I just did this uh, during the song. I was just like, well, maybe. I know the the chances are out there, but ta-da, guess what, kids? We got another five-star review on the iTunes. What? Check that People shit. People like us. They really like us. You know, what do we only, got? It only, takes, it, it only takes two years in between reviews from like <laughs> the third one to the fourth hey, one. Hey, you know, I tell you, uh, we have so far gotten like three new reviews That's since fucking we've bitching. been back. That's, That's awesome. more than we got. The yeah, we've literally doubled the written. We've literally doubled the written reviews, <laughs> and one of them was from my brother. So you know, for crying out loud. Thanks, bro. Hopefully, you like the show better now. Go back and rewrite. Yeah, it. go back and put a five on that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm I'm like I'm babysitting. We've stopped like, doing the two and a half hour uh, magnum opuses yeah. of movie watching and uh, tubosity and shit. So we might as well. We've, we've corrected down, the thing he critiqued. Yeah, we take criticism and we apply it. You know. I'm I'm still gonna say fuck every other word. Well, no, we can't change that. I don't think so. Look, I have another podcast where I'm completely clean on. This is my only outlet because I, I work at a thing where I can't cuss customers on the phone. I can't do that. That's in, that's impolite. You could for that one last day. Well, let's just say it's, let's just say it's happened at some point. Now, maybe not directly, but I've been uh, shall we say Kurt on the telephone to people before. <laughs> that's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> They call uh, it other things. Have they been Brenda? No. No, not quite. Um, so this one is... Oh, uh supposed to say she's a bitch. <laughs> well, I do, look, I'm trying to clean <laughs> up the show, man. <laughs> well, okay, so do this, and then we need to talk about mall rats. Okay. All right, so okay, this is uh, this is um, uh, by our friend uh, Prickly Pear, who actually reviewed us over on, uh, over on Here Movie Podcast as well. I love the title for this one. Uh, smiley face emoji. emoji. Oh, good. It's a good <laughs> not, title. Not just a regular one. It's a smiley face. It's the proper emoji and everything. So it's like, hi, what's up? What's happening? Uh, five stars by Prickly Pear. Uh, short, sweet, and to the point. Enjoyable, not for children, but great fun. That is <laughs> very true. I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with all of those things. This much is definitely true. Uh, what you've been Even- watching is nice to find uh, new shows <laughs> and old movies. So uh, uh, Prickly Pear, thank you so much for that review. We truly appreciate it. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And for if you too would like to get your nice little review read, uh, read, read, we can't read them. I said, I said, you be Porky Pig and I'll be Foggy. I say, I say. Boy, Mel Blank really liked to stutter, didn't he? <laughs> hey, man. It's it good was, stuff. Uh, it was good. God damn it. He's so fucking good. I can't even, uh, I can't, mine can't even wrap around here's that. A, here's a thing I did in Albuquerque that was fun. Oh, or, dude, no, did you was, take the left turn? Santa Fe. What? Did you take the left turn in Albuquerque to <laughs> no. fucking yeah, well, boy? Well, we went to we went to Santa Fe actually. So this was in Santa Fe. We went to the Chuck Jones Gallery oh, there. Oh shit! And because uh, you know he lived in New Mexico, mm-hmm. and uh, saw a bunch of like original like Warner Brothers uh, animation cells Stop. that were like you could buy them if you had like two grand. Oh, so cool! Uh, and honestly, if I had two grand, I would have fucking bought one. Yeah, no uh, kidding. But uh, it was a really cool uh, little place, man. 
God, I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would yeah, I I would not be smart to walk but, in there with money cuz I would walk out with a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, a, a whole lot less, right? Um anyway, anyway. I, I just bought a cell of Porky Pig's hand. Well, 5 were, grand, like, really best good, 5 right? grand I've like, ever seen. Uh, they had um uh, I really wanted one of the the Barber of Seville. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had uh, that was pretty awesome. There were also a couple of like Wiley Coyote ones in there. Um, no, it was good. Good little, uh, little jaunt just since we were talking, you know, Mel Blanc and I, animation. I, I, and I shit. saw, I saw a great thing. I forget where it was, but it was kind of, it, it maybe, I don't even know if you were like our, our friend Austin, like hooked this up. Uh, but it was kind of the, uh, the, the, uh, Roadrunner Bible or the, like the rules or whatever for Roadrunner. Very fucking interesting stuff. Oh no, I didn't see that. I forget where it was. I got, I got, I got to dig it up. But it was just kind of like, you know, the Roadrunner is always, you know, doing this. Coyote is always doing that. You know, uh, it just laid out all the. It was the Bible. It was the rules for all the bits in the yeah. show, and uh, fascinating. Uh, awesome, very cool stuff. So, uh, anyways, uh, so let's get into. So, you had anything else before we get into well, what you've well, been watching? I, I just wanted to talk about the big bombshell from Kevin Smith this past week. Yeah, very interesting stuff. Drop that. Con- confirmed uh, that he's working on Mallrats too, and that he's getting everybody back on board. And, and, and you know, he's already scored what I thought would be the hardest one: Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. And Doherty's. Doherty's. That's why I was talking with us about that. It's just like is Shannon Doherty going to be back. I'm just like, I don't. Who knows? She is. She, they posted certainly. a picture. I think tweeted it earlier today or yesterday. Yeah. I forget. Uh, fucking amazing. I because you know everyone. It's legendary uh, that she hated working on that fucking movie. Oh yeah. Um, and that like most people didn't get along with her anyway at that time in her life. Uh, so I'm actually really amazed that she's back on uh, for that role. Here's a real I, question. I wonder though. if she'll get Batfleck. Uh, that's what that was my next. That was my yeah. next question. Is is Batfleck going to happen? Oh boy, that would be fun. I, think I don't know why it wouldn't. It, he's. I think he's. He's got to be so fucking busy. I just don't. Unless it's like something that's super fucking. Yeah, but quick. you know how Smith like just gets people to come in for like a single fuck. You know his role wouldn't even have to be that big. Like what's he fucking doing selling like. He's at the men's warehouse, right? Because the mall isn't there anymore. Yeah. You know? It's just a little roll. You have fly him in for the day. He does it. He's done. He, I yeah. think he'd be game. He's done every fucking thing else that Kevin Smith wanted him to do. He's just like, you kind of have a career a little bit because of me. Yeah, Michael Bay, too. But still, think about the me part. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he went back af- like way after his like uh, stardom broke and did, uh, you know, strike back. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. No, he didn't have to do that. Didn't really have to do Jersey Girl, technically. So, yeah. You're, you're yeah not I right. mean, obviously, he likes the guy. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. I think it'll happen. I'm I, ho- not as, I hope so. I'm, I'm not as worried about that one as I was about Shannon Doherty. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, Tusk notwithstanding, I... I I'm interested to see what the guy does. I'm not I'm not out of love with this stuff just yet, but, uh, you know, prove me wrong. That's all I'm saying. Just well, I mean, I honestly, like, Tusk is the only one that I haven't liked mostly. Yeah. Well, I, I even like Jersey Girl. I know that's very unpopular to say, but I think that movie is just fine for what it is, which is a, yeah. like, a family-centric uh, PG-13 comedy, yeah. right? Uh, but, like, Clerks 2 is funny as shit. Red State's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tusk is really the only misstep for me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of agree with that. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's jump into a little what you've been watching. Anything? I know you've been busy, but anything on your plate as of uh, recent? 
Uh, well, oddly enough, um, I I did watch uh, just Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt again <laughs> in its entirety, all 13 episodes. Fucking good. Again. Uh, no, you know, I want to highlight this movie. Uh, I may have talked about it before, but it really needs to be, like, be seen by everyone. It's on Netflix, so uh, everybody out there in, in podcast land. Uh, check this shit out. Coming out to you for podcast um, land, everybody. And, and I don't want to talk about it too much, but uh, check out American Mary uh, by the Soska sisters. Yeah, I've, uh, heard, I've heard I've heard a lot of uh, splitting things on this. I've heard really great, and I've heard maybe not so great. So no, it's really good, man. Uh, you know, it's a it's got uh, Catherine Isabel, who uh, if you know her from anything, it's probably Ginger Snaps. She's the redheaded older sister in the Ginger Snaps movies. Doug Ginger Snaps. That's um, a great flick. So never saw the second Ka- one. Two is awesome. The prequel sucks. Okay. Um, I remember. I just saw the original. As an aside. I really did, so. <laughs> For, for anyone curious about the Ginger Snaps sequels. Um, uh, but uh, Catherine Isabel plays a, a medical school student who, um, you know, goes into debt paying for school. Uh, but one of the ways that she comes up with to make money and uh, pay her way through school is uh, she starts taking jobs within the extreme body mod community. Hmm. Um, and things just get really fucked up from there. Uh, I think it's a really terrific, um, horror flick. Uh, I don't know. Catherine Isabel's fucking good. I like the Soska sisters a whole lot. Their sequel to see no evil is <laughs> way better than see no evil was. <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's a standard slasher, but there's some really inventive stuff in it. But American Mary is really kind of brilliant. I think, um, I don't know. I check that one out, guys. Okay. And uh, if you still haven't gotten around to watching Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, you need to get on that shit. It is funny. I don't know. Like I've been, I just like, and I was talking to the, about the uh, when we recorded H and P yesterday. I was just like, I wish I, I don't know. Like this entire week, I mean, like they kind of transitioned to be in my job a little bit. So like it's. I, and, and it was kind of like, hey, everything's going to be great. And then they were like, well, it's not nearly as great as you thought it was going to be. So I've just been kind of, I don't want to say depressed, but I've just been so just, nah, for the entire week. So I've been kind of like, I really haven't done anything. Like I got uh, I got some of the new, uh, the Powers episodes uh, that just kind of debuted not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you watched it? No, I see, that's the thing. I, I got them and everything. And I just like, I just haven't even had the willpower to watch them. Or I like, I just haven't. The only thing that I've really watched uh, of any note would just be I keep watching TNG before I go to bed. Boy, <laughs> let me tell you something. I love Star Trek. I love Star Trek all, all, all sorts. Right. And as one should. Yeah, as you should, damn it. Um, but here's the thing, man. Boy, I like, I feel like they try so hard with Troy episodes. They're like they put her in there, and they're just like, "All right, okay, all right, everybody, here's the deal. We got another Deanna episode this week. We're gonna try really fucking hard to make it entertaining. It's probably not gonna happen, but God bless us, we're gonna try." And it just, it's like I want to like it so hard, but they just, they it always kind of misses the mark for me. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, the only other thing I would say, um, speaking of Kevin Smith, uh, you know, I like the guys from Comic Book Men. I listen to uh, Tell Them Steve Dave, a great podcast, and so kind of like seeing those guys as, as much as scripted as the show kind of is you know in a light way it right. is like watching a very censored version of that podcast uh so it's kind of fun so they've finished up that uh i think the only thing that i've ever the only what's the other oh and the flash gosh I, let me tell you the flash is getting so good 
Uh, they kind of they they do a little reveal and uh, about the uh, the reverse flash and everything and and stuff is I I just I find that show surprisingly entertaining. Uh, like I go back to that week after week, but Gotham I let languish and then I'll catch up on the episodes when I need to for the, for the podcast. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't miss the Flash because it, it's good. I, I like it a lot. But I'll get oh, back shit. to Gotham. I, I hear uh, I hear it's going off the rails a little bit, but in a good way. I don't know. Well, we'll uh, I'll, I'll come back. To well, that. fair enough. I, I still haven't watched any of that stuff. Uh, Go- Go- Gotham. I mean, I got about I'm about halfway through Gotham, season one. Gotham. I actually am completely on board with at this point. I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Um, have you guys done anything over on Hero Movie? I don't think I've seen it pop up uh, recently with Gotham. No, no, no. So uh, once and and sadly, we probably should have done like a beginning, a middle, and then like a wrap up for the season. Because uh, we did it all with Agent Carter, so we did the first of the half of that, and the, like the first two episodes, and then the last little bit. Uh, and it, well, the thing is, and good and bad, uh, these these shows kept getting you know more episodes and more episodes, so they're doing full season runs for both of these shows. So once they right. end up, we'll kind of wrap up both seasons for Flash and Gotham. So well, you once- know, maybe I can uh, come over and talk about Gotham because I've waffled back and forth on that show and completely ended up on board now, especially <laughs> since I know for a fact that. Uh, uh, Fish Mooney will not be coming back. I think everyone throws a, a, a you know their college hat in the air for but, that. But one. It, there were other problems that I saw taking place that that I think the show is solved. So I'd like to I, maybe I'll come over there and discuss that with you guys yeah, when yeah. you guys do it. Sure thing. All right. So uh, well, let's get into it. So uh, we have <laughs> as much as it's crazy to say we have three new releases uh, this week. Uh, so here's uh, number one. We're gonna first up. We're gonna hit off uh, the gunman. So here is the uh, trailer for the gunman. If I can hit the play button correctly. Don't you have to go to work today? I gotta grab some stuff and get out to the site. Will you work late? I'm hoping not. What are you doing over there? You are the designated trigger, Jim. did some bad things. I did some bad things. Tell me. We thought we were helping, but it didn't work out that way. They always worried too much, Jim. The past is the past, my friend. You keep a diary of the horror we created. It never happened. That's the way you want to play it? With me? You did your part, I did mine. We all found a way to justify it. <laughs> keep your eyes open, my friend. It's the ones who aren't after you that do you in the end. What's going on, Chip? The company's clearing house. You'll have to expose them. It's the one shot you got. I recorded everything. I'm gonna throw it out where the world can see it. Really? Really? Jim, we have a surprise for you. She's a remarkable woman, Jim. Remarkable. I gotta go, Stan. Do you hear me? I got to go. Let the real hunt begin! You ever have one of those days when everything's going wrong and everybody wants to kill you for something? I can see the company's perspective. You're the last real threat on the table. And we got nothing left to talk about. Me and the devil. 
All right, that was the trailer for The Gunman. Our first new release review of the week here is the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. A sniper on a mercenary uh, assassination team kills the Minister of Mines of the Congo. Uh, Terrier, uh, Jesus. Terrier's successful kill shot forces him into hiding. Returning to the Congo years later, he becomes the target of a hit squad himself. Uh, this is a course of starring uh, Sean Penn, Javier Bardem, uh, Jasmine Trinka, Trinka, sure, Idris Elba and uh, Ray Winstone, uh, directed by uh, Pierre Morel, uh, Pierre Morel, who probably most folks will recognize as the director of the first Taken movie. Um, so uh, by the trailer that everyone has seen, uh, one would probably go ahead and assume, especially given the director, that this is a uh, very Taken-esque movie. And I got to say, as far as that particular bit is concerned, I'm kind of happy that it wasn't. Yeah, uh, I will say that trailer is incredibly deceptive, right? Uh, clearly, they're selling this movie as as a Taken clone of yeah. sorts, um, and and given from you know given the fact that it's uh, Luke Besson writing and producing and Pierre Morel uh, directing, fair enough. Um, what's really weird is that uh, the. Like the trailer makes it seem like the kidnapping of the woman he loves is what's motivating this. Not at all. No, not really. And it's really bizarre that that's not what's going on, honestly, because what is going on almost makes less sense. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, look, I'm going to say that. I think this is the biggest problem with this movie. Uh, I'll say, well, I'll say this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll dump a little praise and then we'll d dump a little dump. Uh, so uh, the movie looks great. It's a great looking movie. Uh, you do have a lot of very talented people in this mm -hmm. movie. Um, and I think that's the, that's the devastating part about it. And, and you have a talented director, I think. Uh, but the story just, uh, there's something there, but it's not here. Ultimately, uh, I think it's very convoluted. I mean, I, I get the idea for what they're trying to accomplish with this stuff. There's a lot of things that happen just for very convenience sake. It's like, oh, this guy documents everything. It's like that there's, you know, it doesn't, re you don't really have a real reason for that. While he videotapes things, again, there's no true reason for any of this stuff. Uh, it's just so you can lay back to the plot, unless you got something for me. Because I don't, I didn't well, find anything. I mean, I think. I think what it's supposed to be is that he has memory issues. I mean, they 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 say that like maybe there's maybe two separate occasions where they kind of sort of mention that, but they don't. I don't think they lean into it as much as they probably should have. They it definitely seemed, do not. It seemed right? very it, throwaway. It, well, it doesn't. I mean, it plays into what what his issues are as far as why he's just not killing everybody outright, uh, right. As a plot point, right. Cause he has like brain damage basically. Um, but it, it's definitely not spelled out in relation to the notebooks, except for at the, uh, at the beginning of the film, um, he mentions to someone and I forget who it is that he's having trouble remembering stuff and that, that like he's had trouble remembering stuff. And then yeah. we see him like after saying that, taking notes in this notebook, right? But you don't, you never um, feel that. It always feels like no, that's you don't that that's I, I'm, like I'm a thing that's put in there for the plot reason of having that stuff. Yeah, no, I mean you don't feel like that's what's going on. Uh, like I said, they're not connecting the dots for you in a way that they probably should. Yeah. Um. As as far as that, so. Uh, you know, long story short, he ends up having like this treasure trove of information that Interpol wants to get their hands on, mm -hmm. right? Uh, against his former employer, who 
you know, was paid by a major corporation to assassinate uh, uh, an elected official right. in the Congo, right? Um, that's kind of it. Uh. It's yeah. It's like, and here's the thing. It's like, and I, it's this. There's like two different movies, like, and they just try to like cram them all into one thing. It's like you have this, you know, governmental and you know, kind of almost in a sense, uh, espionage may not be the right word, but it's the only word that can come to mind right now. Um, of, of what's kind of going on in this area, them trying this corporation trying to take over and all this kind of stuff, and then putting out the guy who needs to be put out, and the intrigue of where that goes and how deep this kind of you know, quote unquote conspiracy lies, uh, where Javier Bardem's character lies within all of this, uh, you know, giant, you know, supposed conspiracy and stuff, where his, uh, his, was he technically his wife or no? Are they, are they just kind of hooking up? Bardem, they got married. Oh, uh, no, I know they did before. I'm talking about her and Penn. Uh, no, they were not. Okay. They were just in love, man. Right, right. Actual love, not Bardem. Not captive love. <laughs> captive love. Captive love. That sounds like it's got to be a Prince song. Um, but <laughs> if it's not, it should probably be. a Tears for Fears song. <laughs> should be, well, yeah, one or the other. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it just, there's so much in here that, like, I, that's, that's the biggest problem with this is that, like, I sense there could have been a good movie in here one way or the other. Uh-huh. And it really didn't. It really didn't diverge down either the path of like we want to go full fucking taken route and just have this be this slam bang action you know movie kind of eh, kind of fuck the plot, but it, but go at it. But this is like it tried to do more so of the plot than you know mm-hmm. with the taken movies, but at the same time then didn't really, in my opinion, deliver enough on that action to really warrant that bit. So it kind of it by lacking in both things, it was it wasn't really good either by trying to, you know, kind of force two uh, down the barrel, as it were. Yeah, I think that's I think that's this movie's major issue. Right. Uh, there's some actual like really good action scenes um, here. Uh, a couple of really good fight scenes. Um, there's a decent enough uh, like chase that happens. Um, so I don't fault any of that. It's just the the plotting was strained i think for what the film actually was versus what the filmmakers wanted the film to be yeah i think they tried to elevate the story to something like more uh, more grandiose than it actually uh was as a whole uh Mm -hmm. because and and the thing is is the way that they deliver this entire thing uh as, as far as the story is concerned is they very much hit the ground running with this. And now I don't necessarily mind movies that do that, and that's perfectly fine. But at the same time, you have to kind of circle around and catch everything up at the same time. With this, it really just barreled you through this thing, and they don't Mm -hmm. give you half a second to really take a deep breath and really see what's going on here. They're just like, you're eventually going to catch up with this. And it's not one of these things that's like, the reason that you're not catching up is because so much amazing shit's going on. It's just like, we keep throwing information at you, at the end of the day that really doesn't make that much of a difference yeah i wholeheartedly agree with that i i think uh i think this movie was a missed opportunity it um it has a great cast doing far too little uh to like warrant them being in this movie um but i guess bravo that like luke basson and his cadre of uh like little directors has enough pull to get this up like to come to, to come together, right? Yeah. I mean, any movie that can pull together uh, Bardem and Penn and uh, Idris Elba, right? Like, 
I, Something's look, I, going on. That was the biggest thing I was disappointed when is Idris Elba's in this thing for two and a half fucking minutes. He's not involved. Oh in yeah, this of movie course, like right? All, like I said, they don't so do anything really with any of these actors. I mean, Penn is good, uh, and he he's buffed out tall. He is more on. Bullshit. He is on. He was on. He found. He like he called up Stallone and just goes, "What the fuck are you on?" Because that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, I, need I mean, some of that he, in my life. He's got some fucking guns in this movie, man. Guns uh, and some shoulders and shit. It's like, damn, son, where where's this been? It's well, it's been in a bottle, but we know. I mean, still though, I wouldn't yeah, say that exa- to his exactly, face. He'd fuck but, me up, uh, even as tiny as he is. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's never been like a guy who was flabby in any way, no. right? Like, but like Jesus Christ, his uh, his biceps in this fucking movie are as big as his head, Huge. literally as big as his own head. Just gigantic. Uh, but he but he carries it anyway. well enough, and you know, yeah, he doesn't look cartoonish like Stallone looks in like the uh, <laughs> last Rambo movie, right? Yeah, uh, where where like he's just bulked up so much he almost looks fat, which I loved. Uh, oh yeah, I love that too. But uh, but you know, there's something that's not realistic about that. But here, I mean, he looks like he's just super fucking buff. Yeah, I mean, like I and that's that's the thing. That's that, to me, that's the biggest bummer of this movie is that there's so many quadrants that have been filled and filled by the right people. And everything seems to work really well. But overall, I'd say the story is what really kind of lets this entire movie down and where it just it ultimately falls flat at the end. Um, I just like I don't really understand. I, I don't understand so much of the motives of Javier Bardem's character. None of them. I mean, it, it's where where he goes. It's crazy. In the it's laps just of, crazy machismo. Yeah. Uh, weirdness. Right. It's just that, like I'm like, going to get your lady sense. and we're going to do whatever we got to do to make that happen. And yeah. it's just like where like you don't really get enough of a sense of like what has happened in the eight year span between uh, him assassinating the guy becoming, you know, having to leave and just disappear. And then Javier Bardem taking like his lady and everything and all that kind of jazz. You don't really get a sense of what he does other than he does. It's like it's something militaristic. Yeah, that's about it. And it's so it's I really wish they would have fleshed this thing out more. And it's it's kind of a shame that they didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yes, I don't know that I got too much more to say about it. I'm like, it's it's. I don't I, I don't have anything else to say. If, about if it. you're bored on a sun, <laughs> like a really rainy Sunday or something, you might want to watch it on Netflix. But I mean, it debuted at number four with uh, you know a measly like five million bucks off of what's probably about I'd say at least a twenty mil budget at the very least. Yeah, so. no no official data, of course, uh, right? Because it's European yeah. co-financing. My guess, but... my guess is we're running around 2030, somewhere in that neighborhood, because yeah. it doesn't look very expensive for the most part. There's a couple of great action scenes, but it's it's pretty cheap. Yeah, but, you know, like, maybe you're, maybe you're hanging out at home. Maybe you just got through watching Taken 2, and you're like, well, I could deal with another thing I don't care about. And you pop that in, you'll be satisfied. Yeah, pretty much. All right, so uh, that's it for uh, movie number one. Let's uh, jump into movie number two here. Now, do you want to do uh, Divergent or do you want to do What We Do in Shadows next? Let's uh, let's let's do. Ah, f- fuck it. We'll just do the Divergent movies because we we'll need to talk about both of them because you just watched both. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, let's jump into it. Here's uh, our trailer number two for our <laughs> our second Insurgent. new release. Uh, Insurgent Divergent. Uh, uh, what's it? Did I get the right? Okay, yeah, okay. It's a Divergent series insurgent trailer. I was just like, did I pull up the right trailer? <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many fucking insurgencies in this. All right, so uh, here's a trailer for uh, Divergent 2 Electric Boogaloo. You found it. The 
future our people deserve. What does Janine think is in that box, Caleb? I don't know, but she's testing divergence. Searching for the one who can open it. Find them. Every last one of them. Janine's never gonna stop coming after us. It's time we fight back. We don't have the numbers. We will. This is factionless? This is insane. Janine claims you're all dangerous insurgents. If we were to combine forces, we'd be unstoppable. Anyone else die because of me? Chris, help me! It's really good to see you again. What does she want with her? It's the perfect subject. You need to be strong. You're brave. She's the one. The only chance we have to rescue a little civilization we have left. Dark times call for extreme measures. Let's begin. I'm not gonna fight you. Of course you're not. You're gonna fight you. everybody that was the trailer for insurgent our second new release review of this week uh it is uh directed by robert schminke 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 i don't know sure sure why not uh written by brian uh, dunfield i guess and akiva goldsman so you know we got a little bit of a you know and mark bomback i'm not sure who that is based on the uh on the young adult novels of veronica roth we'll talk about her in just a moment uh here's in the imdb plot line as we know imdb always 100 percent correct in everything they say and or do uh beatrice Pryor must confront her inner demons and continue her fight against a powerful alliance which threatens to tear her society apart with help from others on her side um so this is obviously the uh insurgent the uh Sequel to Divergent, uh, the uh, fairly decent hit last year. Was it last year or the year before? I forget. Uh, it, w- it was two years ago, 2013, about, I, I think. Say, it sounds about like two. Uh, let me tell you, my brother hated that trailer more than uh, like anyone with a passion because they said Divergent in the trailer. We talked about this previously on the show, but he said, he says like every time that trailer would come on, he's just like, he would get up and walk out of the theater <laughs> because he was just like, I'm not watching this fucking trailer again. Uh, and, and you were right, Matt. It's nice to see that they didn't say the word Divergent eight billion times in that original so i did go back and watch the original um <laughs> divergent movie uh matt had seen it uh he talked about it in the show a couple weeks back uh but i finally sat down to watch it because i'm, I'm not gonna watch and uh run into this sequel here and not have uh the proper uh wits about me to uh talk about the, uh this flick and uh so let's let's take a quick second here and we'll talk about uh the first movie because we clearly have not uh, reviewed that on the, this program uh the first uh divergent Boy, they tried, didn't they? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like that movie. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but uh, it seemed like 
it, it was interesting because I went in, I went in really knowing not too much other than what I'd seen in kind of the basic trailer and stuff like that, right. uh, which looks like Hunger Games sans games. Um, and with this, I was just like, you know, finally after finishing and everything, I'm like, all right, well, let me do a little research on this. And it, fi- it turns out it's uh, written by, by this uh, this young lady. Uh, I've totally already forgotten her fucking name. Uh, Veronica Roth. Roth. Uh, who is uh, now at the uh, tender age of, uh, what, 26, 28, something like that? She's 26. Yeah, so she's, she's a rather young gal. So when she wrote these books uh, way back when, she was uh, all but, what, 23, something along those lines. And, yeah, early 20s. Uh, you know, and... All of a sudden, this all of a sudden, uh, Divergent made a whole lot more sense to me because <laughs> it seems like a book that like a, a twenty a early twenty something would write for you know younger girl and and let's be frank that's who this audience is for I'm not shitting on the audience not at all I mean it, look I got all my fucking look I have an entire podcast that's clearly about superhero movies so. I get what's for audiences, uh, but that's clearly what these movies are for. They're they're for they're young teenage girl empowerment sort of movies and stuff like that. I don't, don't know if they necessarily accomplish all that they should or or try to uh, accomplish, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, uh, it, it was okay. I was not I was not blown away by it, but I thought okay, this is all right enough. Um, so going into uh, Insurgent, I got to say this: um, I like this a lot more than the first one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I thought this was I thought this was definitely a step up. I mean, I, I will liken this uh, much to the sequel of the uh, the first Hunger Games movie. The first Hunger Games movie I thought was okay. I thought the sequel was even better. And mm-hmm. I would I would I would say the exact same thing for this movie is that. Uh, and the rough part about that first Insurgent movie is just like, God almighty, did they try to sling so much shit into that movie? I think that was the biggest problem of that flick was that they tried to do so much. In what was already a fairly decent amount of time, it wasn't a really short flick, but no. man, they crammed in so much shit into that first film. It felt like it felt overwrought with things, and I don't think they let it breathe enough to where you kind of you know lived in the world a little bit. It just kind of was just like, here's all this fucking shit in your face, and you know, with this one, it felt like okay, we've got the world kind of established here. We can take a deep breath. We can breathe a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm not gonna we're we're not gonna talk about the ending per se, but. Um, I'll say this: This series could end right here, and I think I'd be happy with it. Though we have two more movies to go. <laughs> yeah, they're splitting them again, right? Yeah, it's another just like, hey, why make one movie when you can make two and make them and make more money? Um, but I, I gotta say, I think this movie is leaps and bounds uh, above where the first one goes. Uh, again, like I said, because I think they have more time to breathe, and the movie kind of gets to to explore things. Yeah. Uh, it's still a movie also, for young kids. I, I also want to say this about it uh, because it's more than just the movie itself. It's also the acting uh, is better in this one. Yeah, and I th- and I think it has to do with the fact that like Shalane Woody, Woodley is really good in the first movie, but in between when that film came out. And when she started making this one, she was in like four pretty decent movies. Uh, Yeah, I mean, with a lot of her co-stars from this movie. Also true. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like she's turned in some really solid performances, right? Uh, In um, uh, what was the one where she had cancer? Uh, Spectacular Now or some shit or Fault in Our Stars. One of the things. Uh, You know, like (laughs) she was fine in that. Um, She was really good in uh, White Bird and a Blizzard. Yeah. I I don't know. I think like she's just gotten better 
and that's benefited. I think all of the other, like all of her co-stars, right? Miles Teller, for one, is better in this movie than he was in the first one. Well, his character's developed in this movie. It's not really developed in the yeah, first one. Exactly. Well, that's part of it, but I also do think it has to do with like these guys have just started to get roles, and they like have to put the work in now. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, this is their breakthrough. This is what they're doing. Um, it's they've actually developed as actors a little bit. Mm -hmm. um down down to what's his name four right like i I was even less annoyed by him in this movie than than in the first one do you mean theo james (laughs) yeah his name's theo that come on that's a little funny uh and first of all does anyone buy that this cat is 30 years old i don't don't know he looks a lot older than 30 to me because it's funny because uh i mean i don't know i'm 30 and i feel like i look old as shit And maybe I just have a very warped perception of myself, and it's that's quite possible. Uh, but I look at this cat, and I'm just like, yeah, you're not 30, you dude. You're probably like 35. Just like when I found out that fucking Jai Courtney's 28. Jesus yeah. Christ, you, these people look old, man. Maybe yeah, it's just because well, they don't have enough fat like popping them up like I do. So that kind of that takes away the wrinkles, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm give, going with. Gives them more definition. Sure, why not? <laughs> I will yeah. say though, um Yeah, I I will say like uh I don't know what in the fuck people like the one thing that has driven me insane about these two movies and the and the love that people have given to their cast is uh Jai Courtney. Don't give a single shit about that guy. Uh, who does? I mean I'll say a lot this, of people. I'll say this a lot of people he's, think he's really good. He's better yeah. in this one than he was in the first one. I'll say that. Not- all I have all I have to say is that if you are categorically the worst part of two not great movies that star uh like aging action heroes one being a diehard movie which we don't really need to talk about in any depth no um but also jack reacher which was kind of okay but like if you're also one of the worst parts of that movie you're not great bro yeah it's uh he's so like I, i just beyond unremarkable uh, I'm sure Mackay Pfeiffer was happy to get more than five minutes worth of screen time in this flick. That was <laughs> he still doesn't do a lot, yeah. but he's no, just like, hey, I, dude, I we've tripled, to see him. We've tripled but, your screen uh, time from last one, film. <laughs> one last thing. Uh, I know that Jai Courtney could pro- very, very easily kick the living shit out of me, but his face makes me want to punch it. He's got a punchable face. There's no doubt he's about that. Highly punchable. Maybe it's his uh, like jawline. I don't know what it is, but every time I look at it, I'm like, God, that guy just needs to like get fucking punched right in the face. I'll say for this. For no reason. Yeah. You're not wrong there. I'll say this, though. Uh, this is just maybe it's showing I'm getting older and I'm I'm that guy. But I tell you what, Kate Winslet still got it. Uh, no, you're not that guy, man. Like, still, fucking... still got it, boy. And, and then Kate they... Winslet is uh, the hottest part of this movie. Well. You got a very nice runner up in Naomi Watts, though. And that's where it's just like, oh, man, you're getting more just kind of like, you know, this is this is where, you know, 30 year old guys are going. These 40 year old broads are pretty hot now. And we're not wrong either. So if you think that like, oh, these old ladies, you're you're definitely wrong. Well, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I do think it is a little disconcerting to me now that I'm older where I <laughs> where I go to these movies. and I'm like, oh, yeah, Kate Winslet, Naomi Watts. And that's what like, I'm talking about. Yeah, there's this. There's this new hot young thing over here that's 20 years younger than they are, but fuck her. No, no, we're going for these. We're going for that older lady, man. She's like, she's got, she's got more going on. I'll tell you that right now. 
Yeah. Mother, mo- I, motherfucking anyway. Octavia Spencer got more than these motherfuckers got going on. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, but uh, I... I, I thought this was a much a much better improvement. And again, um, no spoiler alerts or anything, but the ending to this uh, just says, hey, this movie's over, bro. Yeah, it was kind of refreshing, actually. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> that we need to, to go. Like... We don't need to watch the next thing. But here's the, here's my problem. Here's my problem. And I thought right. and I thought the Hunger Games, uh, the last Hunger Games had a little bit of this problem, too. And we talked about that on the review of that show or on that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this... It's another thing that these filmmakers need to stop tying shit up in a motherfucking bow to end to, to like slowly roll the credits up. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. movie would have been great had. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna like so probably the next four or five minutes are gonna be a spoiler. So just if you haven't seen it and you're interested in this film, fast forward. Uh, but whatever. I'm gonna time us so we're exactly four minutes and beginning now. Yeah. Um. So. She, uh, you know, she's presumed dead at the end of this thing. Boy, oh boy, would it have been amazing if she was just, you know, just just at least shown dead, you know, and mm-hmm. or or just wakes up and or something. I don't know. Or the escape just starts to happen. That I know that wasn't four minutes. No, <laughs> no. I was just getting it ready to give the proper alarm. Good. Anyway, go ahead, continue. But, um, they really could have made this, uh, you know, because the, they open, I'm going to call it the Divergent Tesseract at the end of the big giant thing, the Hellraiser box. And yes. it basically, uh, you know, just <laughs> says, peace on earth is all you need. And that fucking song from the 60s plays, of which I'll play at the end of this show, because that was another song. I was just like, I've got to play that. Um, but it was just kind of, a, OK, well, the world is waiting outside. Enjoy you now. This was like the ending that they showed in this was the ending to the movie series. Now, if you're going to do that, you know, you got to you got to end it out like, you know, you got to end this on a like, oh, shit. It was the same thing with the Hunger Games where, you know, Katniss gets is getting choked out. They should have boom hit black right there and just go and you walk out of that theater going, motherfucker, I got to see that next flick. You mm-hmm. got to walk into this one. just like, boom, this motherfucker is dead. Shit is fucking done. And then they're just like, then boom, black. How the fuck are we going to get out of this? And then and then you go into it. But uh, it's like they don't have the balls to do that in the, uh, these days, and they're always trying to wrap it up in pretty fucking bows. And I don't like it. And I just I wish someone had the balls to just like just fucking punch people in the dick and just go black. I thought the same thing with fucking Sixth Sense, man. It's just like the real they, they needed the realization. Bam, black credits would have been so dope. Have some balls, mm-hmm. people. Just make make people just draw jaws fucking drop and go, what the fuck did, was that? And let them fucking think about it while those credits are going up. That's all I got. Uh, okay. Well, that takes substantially less than four minutes. I, but, I just want to give here, it enough let's, time. Let's talk, let's talk a little more specifically. So one thing that I did not like that was included here was Naomi Watts killing off uh, Kate Winslet's character. Yeah. And they, I think that could have just been saved for the beginning of the next movie, so that they, so that it prov- oh Matt does to like trying to carry over between films, which is what it feels like they were trying to do. Yeah, kind of. It gets a little hobbitized where like the last Hobbit film ends, and then like you know what really should have been the last fifteen minutes of Hobbit film number two, they just put it at the front of three. You know, they should have done mm-hmm. that for at least these films. You know. Well, at least this one. I just, I just feel like, okay. Well, now we know that uh, you know what's his face, uh, uh, Four's prediction about what his mother was maybe up to uh, was maybe right. Maybe she's not this great person. But I wish like they just held off on that. Right. Yeah. Just open the movie with that next time. Give that 
Because right now, like, what are the stakes? There, I mean, we none. have them, but they're, like, oddly carrying over into that movie, as opposed to just end with, like, everything's going to be okay. Humanity's outside the walls. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And you're going to make two movies out of that? Com- comes back next time and fucking boom, right? Mm. Uh, I think that would have been a much stronger move to make, uh, just filmically speaking. I mean, look... <sighs> It's nice and fucking fine for us to see her and say that. I know the criticism, like, we're not making the movie and what, right? Like, mm-hmm. I watch fucking tons of this shit all the goddamn time. And I'm saying, like, for me, personally, as a viewer, that would have been more impactful. Maybe yeah. you guys disagree. I don't know. Uh, in any case... I'm a drop-the-mic kind of guy. We're just, yeah, we're just going to fucking wrap up this little uh, spoiler section here. Yeah. Uh, we still got, like... I don't know, like 10 seconds. Do you want to say anything real quick? Listen, if you're going to step up to the plate, step up to the plate, knock the shit out of the park, drop the fucking mic, and walk the fuck away. Don't be afraid. We always say it in stand-up comedy. You hit a top thing, I don't care if you got two more minutes left, fucking stop it and run away. Yeah. That's the fucking tone you'd use? Good job. Yep. <laughs> um, in any case. You can uh, hit stop. <laughs> I did hit stop. No, in any in any case, uh, so so we're done with spoilers, but uh, we're also done with the episode. Mike dropped done. Mike dropped done. Oh no, son! No, we didn't. We're going just back like those mother mother motherfuckers, man. We practice what we preach. Yeah, bitches. practice what we preach. So, uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing: we told people right up front. We told we put it on Front Street. We're reviewing three movies this week, so it's a little bit longer to show than normal. But fuck you, it's three full reviews. Tell me what other podcast drops this kind of fucking knowledge on you? Guess what? There ain't a ton of them, and they no. don't do it as well as we. In any case, how's that for waxing my own knob? (laughs) In any case, we're like kind of trucking along. We're almost on on point. What? What? I think our total time on Skype right now is like a like an hour fifteen. So that means like. We're what fifty minutes into yeah, recording, right, roundabouts. Now yeah. let me let me tell you this though: two years ago, this would have been a three-hour podcast. So that's all I'm saying, kids. Yeah, we would have just kept on talking we about been, nothing so, that we was even related to insurgent. We finished it the fuck out. So uh, here comes <laughs> here comes movie number three. Uh, here is the trailer, everybody, for our last new release review of this week: uh, What We Do in the Shadows. This shit's so good. like this the whole time deacon on dishes and it still hasn't moved in five years you're a cool guy but you're not pulling your weight in the flat oh i'm glad to hear that i'm cool no that's not the point though yeah you're missing no i know not that i know flat meeting about how cool you are when you get three vampires in a flat obviously there's going to be a lot of tension <laughs> Viago was an 18th century dandy. Look, a ghost calf. Vladislav is a bit of a pervert. This is my torture chamber. Deacon's like the young bad boy of the group. I'm supposed to pay rent, but I don't. The trouble with being a vampire is you have to be invited in. Come in to the bar, please. Will you invite us in? We need some fresh blood. Hi, my name is Nick. I've been a vampire for two months. 
My friend Richie's a bouncer. He'll invite us in. Gentlemen, you are most welcome. <laughs> Nick is so much fun. I'm a vampire. Vampire! Such a dick. Nick, oh. why don't you use the front door? You want to draw attention to this house, hmm? You've got a whole documentary crew following you around. You let a vampire hunter into our I don't house. Wait a minute, I just got him my email. Oh, he doesn't... Yes. Kill you! I'm already dead! Not When you're a vampire, you become very sexy. All right, that was the trailer for our last new release review of this week, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, directed by... Uh, you're going to have to help me with all these names. because I'm. It's, it's Jermaine Clement, okay, that's who a, that's everybody one probably knows for. from Flight of the Concords, mm-hmm. and uh, Taiko Waititi. Sure. See, that's why you know that's why I have you on the show. Uh, of course, starring those two, uh, Jonathan. Br- See, this is why. This is why. I forget me. <laughs> A lot of guys with fun New Zealand names. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, here's the uh... IMDb plot line. So uh, that's where we'll kind of jump into next because that's a little bit easier for me. Uh, Vigo, Deacon, and Vladislav are vampires who are finding out that modern life has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming uh, flatmate conflicts. Uh, this is uh, directed by the uh, two of the stars of this film. And uh, so this is uh, this was not necessarily on my radar. Like, I had seen it, uh, just kind of, you know, I, I didn't really know a whole lot about it. And uh, But you, you're a fan of these guys. Yes. I, I like Jermaine Clement a lot. Um, I uh, Taika Waititi was in uh, this movie a little while back called um, uh, Something in Shark. Hold on. Uh, Eagle versus Shark. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, involved in. And, you know, they bring in, uh, as, as part of the werewolf clan, uh, the leader, in fact, in this uh, film, they bring in um, the guy that played... Uh, Darby, Reese Darby, on, uh, or yeah. Reese Darby, uh, who played uh, fucking what's his name on Flight of the Concords? I can't remember his name now. He was like the manager. Or something, he was right? their manager. Yeah, uh, and he's funny as shit and everything. I really wish um, he was in this more. I, I I love him. I love his just kind of like the character that he always kind of has. Uh, I, I just mm-hmm. I, I dig what that guy does. Yeah, he's he's great. Hold um, on, let me no, get I, over I love here just a minute, guys, man. <laughs> what's that? I said hold on, let me get over here just a minute. We're gonna hold on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I look, man. Uh, this movie is something that I've been wanting to see for a little while, ever since I first heard about it. Um, I, I thought it was right up my alley, and you know what? I was right. Yeah, it, it was something I really, really <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, from frame one, and and that was what was interesting about seeing this in the in the theater with some people. I don't know that most of them really knew what they were getting into when they first came in because. Um, the, the the first kind of great shot of this is is a casket opening. There's an alarm going off, which is hilarious. Right. So an alarm clock goes off, and the casket kind of opens up, and a hand feels around to turn off the alarm, and then he uh, rises out of the coffin, and it does so in such a weird, just very funny way. I don't know why it's so funny. Technically, it probably shouldn't be as funny as it is, but doggone it, it's funny. 
And like, I don't think, I don't think the like the crew that was in watching this flick was really prepared for that because I, I seemed to be not. like I was the only person like really laughing hardcore at that. I was just like, it's no one else. This is funny. This is what's going on is funny right now. They loosened up and they figured out, oh, this is clearly a comedy, and right. um, or or at least we're more free to laugh, I guess. Uh, but I, I gotta say, I I had a ton of fun in this film. I did too, man. It's uh, it's. I don't know. It's kind. It's weird because it's not necessarily as over the top as Flight of the Concords is, um, which is what I was kind of expecting going into it. But it it it's a little more subtle. It's played a little more close to the vest. Um, but there are totally moments that are just like, ah, this is Jemaine Clement's writing, right? Yeah. Uh, where it's just like the the like, oh, don't uh, don't eat the like fucking chip right don't eat the french fry and then it's just a minute and a half of vomiting blood after that right like like clearly these moments they're just like oh my god i I love how they have uh like and here's the thing too and and a lot of a lot of vampire flicks don't have this or horror films in and of themselves um they know about shit and that's what mm-hmm. I loved, where it's just like uh, the whole, there's a whole spaghetti uh, sequence. Well, they still call it Bischetti, which is fucking, I don't know why it's so goddamn funny. And it shouldn't <laughs> I know, be. I was laughing. So. It's so immature. It's so just like, well, this shouldn't be Do you funny like at all. It's, it's always Bischetti. And it's just like, God damn it, that shouldn't be funny, but it is. And so and they do but, like references to like Lost Boys and shit. It's just like that's some shit we found out oh, yeah. in Lost Boys. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. I love yeah, that. It's, where it's just like they are clearly aware of of the kind of vampire zeitgeist and the stuff that's out there. And and they kind of then they prey off of it a little bit. But is this is um now like seeing you know creatures and stuff as roommates. We clearly have seen that before uh, in, in other uh, uh, British and American television shows. Uh, but not just vampires, but they've been other stuff. But um, there's a there's a lot of joy that's that that's had with this, and it's still it's still done in enough of a serious way, but yet is still hilariously funny. And I think that's that's the nice drive between the two is that it it seems very. I mean, it's done in a documentary style, but seems very documentary ish in a way. I mean, you have like these these great different characters and everything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you have the dandy who's just like, well, I'm gonna go and, and you know, I'm gonna do a little bloodletting here, but I've got to you know, I've got to put down some papers. <laughs> I got to make sure that you know, right. I don't want to, I don't want to messy this place up any. And of course, that goes completely wrong. <laughs> and it's just yes, of course, everything's going everywhere, and uh, it's just. It's a comedy of errors for him, and just to see how these guys react in uh, everyday situations, what it would be like for a, a vampire living in kind of modern day society and transferring over to stuff. Um, it's it's a smart movie. No, it's extremely clever uh, in in how it handles what it's doing. Um, I think that what's what what stood out to me is honestly how different all of the characters felt, like they were fully realized human beings mm-hmm. or i mean you vampires know, vampire beings <laughs> um unholy but, living dead but but wholly realized characters right um and i think probably that has to do with you know the backgrounds of all of the players right yeah. the the fact that it was written by people who know sketch comedy and improv and and stuff like that exactly um, these are people who've sat back and and kind of i guarantee you they know the entire backstory of their character and they kind of talk a little bit about it in in the documentary itself but mm-hmm. you, there's you know that these guys know more about this guys you know kind of their 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 character's background and history and everything than we'll ever fucking know 
and that in and, and you feel that with what they're doing yeah exactly um no and and all of the jokes right uh come off as kind of very character specific uh right so there's the the joke with the dandy and cleaning up and and uh not making a mess that you mentioned there's uh like the ongoing stuff with um with uh vlad and how like he continually tries to hypnotize people that he's not so great (laughs) at hypnotizing um that also right just comes from what his character's background is. Yeah. Um, the ongoing stuff with Nick and Stu, which I think is really funny shit. <laughs> um, and even even as little time as they get, right? Even the werewolf characters, right? Like feel like <laughs> like actual like characters. They, it's, right? it feels as like opposed they, yeah. to just like some bullshit. It feels like they there. sat down and they just kind of like they had a discussion of like here's how these werewolves live and what their kind of what their deal is, right? And and it feels yeah. like they they kind of decided it's just like okay, here's what we're doing guys, here's how we kind of govern ourselves as the werewolves and here's what we do and here's what our kind of philosophies and stuff are. And and you don't really mention it flat out, but there's some stuff that's referenced within that and everything, but it it seems natural. It seems like a world that's been created and, you know, fully realized before they even started, you know, before even action was called. And that's done so rarely in movies today where it's just like, look, here's what's on the page and that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And this is just like we've come up with these rules. We come up with some, kind of the backstory here. And that's when, you know, it's I mean, like like such a weird thing. You hear it there in the trailer with Reese Darby, like kind of the the head of the van or the of the uh, werewolves, as it were, and he's just kind of given the whole like it's such a weird thing that they're just like, hey, 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 we don't curse. I mean, yeah. it, just, it makes no sense. There's no real reason exactly. for it to happen, but it's just like, hey, man, watch your mouth. We're you know, we we got to have a little bit more respect for ourselves. We got to you know, we're above that. We're not just these people that are just going to go off cursing and stuff. Have a little bit more respect. And uh, it, there's right. just fun little weird stuff like that that doesn't need to be in there but it's funny that it is Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh i don't know i i like this movie a whole lot i think it's really funny all the performances are great uh 10 10 would watch again Uh, absolutely i i I love the um you know kind of nosferatu character that we've got living in the basement and his kind of just everything that they do with him, the fact that he doesn't say a single solitary word, but still looks just creepy as all shit. And they just treat him like he's just that kind of guy. <laughs> and his, uh, and what happens to him is, uh, is quite funny. And, uh, just the, the hypnotiz- the hypnotizing of the cops that come in and just like, Hey, we hear there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going around. Gotta check out this place, see what's going down. And like, I, I don't know. All of it works for me. I think this is. I mean, if you if you like comedies and like if you're at all interested in vampires and stuff, even if you're not, I think that this is. Uh, and you're just like, ooh, scary movies. No, thank you. Uh, th- this is just fun. It's it's an out and out. Yeah. It's an out and out blast. Uh, there's only one or two times, and this is just it's a ever so slight critique, and I don't know that I could point them out to you right off the top, but there were a couple times where I'm just like, eh, maybe a little bit could have been edited out, but not a ton, not a ton. I mean, but no, overall, I mean, it's still a pretty tight movie. Honestly, when uh, when it came to the end, I was surprised that it was done. Yeah, it it almost felt like they could have gone to a little bit more and done a little bit more different things. But that that's a, I think that in, at the end also that's a good thing is that a movie keeps you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, uh, they no, don't fulfill and, everything that you want. And I don't know. I thought it was very efficient, and uh, I I laughed a lot. Uh, 
I don't know that Marsha laughed as much as I did. But. Yeah, I mean, I I would say it probably takes a certain sense of humor for sure. Uh, you know, you, well, and, and what's weird about it is that it's uh, a an, kind of an odd combination of dry and completely just like out scatological out. sophomoric shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> like some of it's very very proper dry humor and some of it is just vomiting blood for a minute it's just like okay well this is just gonna be plain out stupid and just um i i love like the different uh just like i said everything is so fleshed out in this it's it's great and you got a new vampire who comes in and you see all the struggles about being a new vampire especially in uh kind of today's age and everything and acting out and i i I like that just kind of like a petulant child but uh you know he's a crazy uh you know uh, you know eternal being <laughs> who can go around just like, Hey, I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire, by the way, I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. Hope you know I'm a vampire. And I, I just, <laughs> you see a little bit in the trailer there. I love him just trying to fly up to the window and <laughs> how hard it is for him to just <laughs> fly into a window. He's going like feet first and it's taking forever. And they're yeah, just I like, you could have just walked in the front door. He's just like, look, I'm going to be a vampire. Why do I- <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can fly. Why would I walk through the front door? <laughs> Why would I do that? It's just because you look like a fucking idiot trying to fly in, and you're just like, I can't get it all right. This is all new to me, so I don't really have the fucking <laughs> composure with which to do this stuff. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a strong recommendation for me. So if you guys have this uh, out in your theater, uh, definitely go out and check that out. For yeah, for it sure. is it is worth your time. So I mean, if you if you like just uh, silly, if, if you're in the mood to laugh, honest to goodness, I mean, like out of the three movies that we reviewed this week, this would be the one I'd say to go see. Yeah, same. Drop drop I, your bet on this I one. I think this is the one. All right. Well, that is it, everybody. That is our review for what we do in shadows, uh, our third new release review of this week, and we kept it fairly short. So you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things considered, just so, over an hour, as my uh, grandfather used to say. Yeah. I don't know that that's a saying, but I'll take that. <laughs> I just know it's something that he used to say. I'm sure that he did. I'm sure that all of our grandfathers at one point just go, yeah, it's just about an hour, a little bit over as, an hour. <laughs> as the as the shitty pizza place that I used to work for would guarantee on its deliveries, just over an hour. Just over an hour, or whenever we feel like it, whatever whatever happens. You know. I, that's actually completely legit. That place did, Pop's Pizza, Columbia, South Carolina, was a shitty place to work, but also... <laughs> Seriously, you would be quoted at just over an hour. Look, we'll get to it when we get to it, okay? Just get off my nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That was the slogan was just get off my nuts. (laughs) Yeah. rent. In the words of Greg Proops, rent some space off my dick. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) All right, so that is it for our three new release reviews of this week. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about Get Hard, the new Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart movie. It's Kevin Hart in too many films. We'll find out next week. And uh, what's the other flick we're doing? Uh, My brain just went... uh, The Salvation. Okay, and what's that about? It's a Western from Denmark with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, there you go. Fucking Mads Mikkelsen. So he's looking, uh, you know, like steely-eyed into the camera and whatnot. Yeah, that's but uh, I've been looking forward to that one for a while. Just just kind of came out in in the U.S. and it's mm. in theaters. And I think it's on demand, so it's one of those dealios. Yeah, so we'll be checking out that. And uh, I don't know if Matt's gonna have a chance to do it, but I'm gonna see Home too. I, it's a nice little kids flick. I don't know if it's gonna be any good, but you know, I watch a lot of movies, and I'm also gonna check out the. Uh, 
I don't know if we'll do a full review on it, but I'm gonna check out the uh, the new uh, you know hockey movie. What do you call it? There was it Red uh, Red Army. Red Army. Yeah. So about the uh, Soviet Union hockey. Uh, that it was. That's a great trailer. If you haven't seen that, go look up the trailer for Red Army. And so you'll you'll probably get a you know you're probably like, oh yeah that actually looks pretty good. Uh, so we're gonna be reviewing a whole bunch of stuff next week. We don't stop here, ladies and gentlemen. We do not stop. And speaking of not stopping, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? Nowhere this week. I'm going to be in Montreal and not able to do anything because I'm so fucking busy. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I might be tweeting at He's Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. No, I'll definitely be fucking tweeting. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Oh, I think, yeah. I'm, I, just if guess. I had to guess, probably Twitter. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. <laughs> Of course, you can also follow this uh, podcast on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash the film find. Uh, go review us on iTunes. Be like uh, old prickly, pace, prickly, prickly pear smiley face. <laughs> <That's tough. laughs> I really want to get that out so bad, but it didn't work right, did it? That's all, folks. Uh, so uh, go review us on iTunes. We really appreciate that. All the uh, iTunes reviews helps uh, this podcast get out to other uh, fine folks like you that uh, love this kind tell of stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your tell friends. Tell your adult friends. Tell your adult friends. Don't tell your children. Don't say like, hello, children. I have a couple of new words I want you to learn this week. Here's your vocabulary I mean, test. I mean, look, we haven't talked about fuck pads. And <laughs> it's been at least two episodes. In about, in about, in about two episodes. So, you <laughs> know, said the word be fuck. that as it may. <laughs> And of but, course, you know, if you're cool with your if you if you're yeah. cool with expanding your kids uh, blue vocabulary. Yeah. And have them send, him, have him, send us a, a like a like not only an iTunes review, but record your child saying our show is amazing. I'll play that on the show. I swear <laughs> to God, I will. Um, even if, you know, whatever. Just, or find a wayward child. Give it, show it to them. Who cares? Make new fans. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, but, of course, you can also listen to my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, at heromoviepodcast.com. Uh, this week we talk about Thor. Uh, you know, I don't know if you heard of him. He's a, he's a big guy. So we uh, delve back into kind of the early Marvel Universe and everything, talk a bit about Thor. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about uh, Green Lantern. Uh-oh. Mm, maybe that's not going to go exactly the way everybody thinks. So uh, go to filmfind.com, subscribe there for all that kind of good stuff. S- side note on Green Lantern, hmm? we reviewed that shit. Did we? Mm-hmm. Because it, God damn it, has, boy, I showed you how infrequently we do this show. <laughs> well, we did this show. Well, yes. Uh, no, we reviewed it. That was, uh, I think that was maybe one of the ones that Laura was on where we talked about that movie. I'm going to look. I'm going to look real quick. But, but it's, it's definitely back there in the backlog. It's one of the early ones. Let's see. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Because it was one of the longer episodes. I remember that. It was almost as long as Green Lantern was. But it's there. Hmm. Lord of Salem, Iron Man 3, Star Trek. Uh, yeah, maybe. Might be somewhere in here. I don't remember. Anyways. We, we fucking talked about it. I remember talking about it on the show. Because I was, like, uh, kind of defending it. Might have been all the way back to episode... I don't fucking remember. Anyways. Anyway, look it. look it up, guys. It's look it up. It's podcast, too. And, Why we got to do all the work? Yeah, we I don't know. Content. And next... But you'll, you'll hear us talk about it next week, uh, and so it's a very interesting thing. Sean has a lot of things to say about that flick. So, uh, but, of course, listen to our review of Thor right now. All that kind of good stuff. Everything is up on uh, thefilmfind.com, heremoviepodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, all that kind of jazz. Links are all up there. Do that for us. Be a real big uh, favor to us. So that is it, everybody. Until next week for all of our fancy new reviews that we're going to be having. Till then, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
I got us clocked in at about about one fifteen on that. That's, that's not bad. That's not too shabby for three fucking full ass reviews. And considering we didn't really start reviewing until about twenty minutes in. Yeah, I mean, not, we talked we talked about uh, mall rats for a minute. I, I think we I think we covered old fat Kev Smith for a minute. Yeah. No. Okay. Old, so we did old talk. not so fat Kev Smith. Yeah. I need to have some. So of that I, I want to share something with you real quick. Okay. Uh, my friend uh, Chuck Stevens, who is uh, a film writer sometimes film teacher, um, meaning he writes about film and, and juggler, uh, right. He's, he does like criterion liner notes and shit like that. Right. So he's fancy. Very, fancy. uh, yeah. So he just posted, uh, he also pirates the fuck out of everything. Yeah. Um, so he posted a picture of very long hallway and said, watching citizen four, and adding a link so you can pirate it and get yourself on even more government-sponsored shit lists. <laughs> and so I responded after he posted the Pirate Bay link. I said, it's a pretty good Glenn Greenwald commercial. And, and his response was, yeah, there's a pretty hefty, lame, white, liberal aesthetic here at play that, that probably mutes further what should probably be the most horrific story of our times. <laughs> 
I'm for anybody touring that giant fucking waste of time uh, that movie was. Oh, God, you took such an amazingly interesting story and just made it fucking boring. God almighty. Oh, well, well. So lame. Um, oh, we didn't talk about this. Um, the fucking Mission Impossible trailer, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that. Shit. Oh, that looks so good. I, I, I love, I, I constantly love what they're doing with the Mission Impossible movies because, I mean, I think that a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, the reason that they all look so different and kind of feel so different was that was kind of Tom Cruise's big thing from the beginning is like, I want to have different directors for these movies. So they all have a very distinct and interesting feel. That's why people, I mean, not, to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but whatever. Uh, especially when, you know, number two hit, they're like, wow, it's so different from number one. Well, John Woo is a very different director than Brian De Palma. Yes. And uh, so it's going to be wildly different. And then three was wildly different. I'd say three and four were probably the closest to being the same, but they were still fairly different. And this one looks actually even very different from uh, the last two for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and and who's directing this? Uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who who McQuarrie. obviously did you know your Jack Reachers and your uh, um, I think did he write Edge of Tomorrow? Because I don't think he directed that. Well, yeah, Doug he, Lyman yeah, he, directed. Yeah, yeah, he wrote Edge of Tomorrow. That's what it was. But he, uh, you know, he has also done some shit. Um, I didn't care for Way of the Gun. Ex- yeah, I didn't either. Um, which I think was his first film as a director, right? And yeah. I actually don't give a shit about Usual Suspects either. Mm, um, I'll disagree there, but, but I, you I know, liked that. Like, I liked Valkyrie. I, Valkyrie got shit on, I think, yeah, very Valkyrie. unfairly. You know what other movie got shit on? Uh, and I completely disagreed because it was at least middling was The Tourist. Never saw it. It's not great, but it's a straight up like old school style uh, romantic thriller. Like, you know, the type of thing that you would have cast like, I don't fucking know, Catherine Hepburn and Bogey in back in the day or some shit. Right. Uh, Just old school, like movie star style movie. I call that movie, Um, a.k.a. the reason the Hollywood Foreign Press invites Johnny Depp and Angelina Jolie to the party. Remember when that guy that guy fucking nominated Honest to God to Hollywood Foreign Press could get them in there for that shit. Oh yeah, of course it did. But you know, that was also the same year that Burlesque was nominated, so who gives a shit? It's not not for nothing. <laughs> the the Gold Globes don't matter except that they're more fun than the Oscars. Yeah, that's that's true. Dude, you got you got fucking Jeremy Renner in this, Simon Pegg is back, you got Baldwin. I, like this is I, I just and God knows, I could almost guarantee you that Tom Cruise is really fucking hanging off of that fucking plane. There's a little too much green screen. But I, yeah. Are you sure about that? I Listen, I don't put nothing past that fucking crazy man. I, think I don't that, either, but I think there's definitely some green screen going on. Maybe. I don't know. I, who's to say? But I like I haven't read the article, but I saw something where he was just like, uh, like in this movie, he did this, the, the biggest stunt that was probably he thought was like the most dangerous and thing that he ever has done to this point. And, that, and he's and he's known for doing some stunts, especially in these films, for sure. Yeah, of course. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm diminishing. I'm saying it looks like there is some yeah. green screen. Yeah, all Does that, that mean he's not hanging off of a yeah. plane at some elevation? No. All that fucking rock shit in the Mission Impossible 2, that was motherfucking him, dude. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Just fucking yeah. crazy. But uh yeah, definitely looking forward to that. I've just it's been a while since we had one and uh um I I, I like him. I even like two. People shit on two, but I like it for what it is. It's a cruddy John Woo movie, but it's a John Woo movie, you know? It ain't face off. <laughs> but uh, you know. 
Yes, exactly. No, I, I don't know. I shit on two, but fuck that movie. Hey, 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 here's here's the thing you got to remember. Here's here's where you have to applaud part two. Dugray Scott got hurt in that movie and therefore could not be Wolverine in the X-Men movies. I think we won. I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't hate Dugray Scott, don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong, but he ain't he ain't no Hugh Jackman. No, he's not. So, I I think we all won at that point. <laughs> 